wants to get fucked ursulary. That involves tentacles. I know. It, what we were looking for is, what is the opposite of standing next to an elephant with diarrhea in a hurricane? Ooh, yeah, give him some tusks. Dead ringer. Do Scottish boys use underwear? Office is giving them the business. Dance floor supremacy. What about Potsy in pajamas? What do you think Potsy wears for pajamas? Blizzies and blizzies. You might have even met like a secondary character in Cockwork Orange. He's got a big oral fixation. I'm curious. <laughs> the ankle here is if you're any other race, Papa John, because he's a fucking racist. Listen, listen, listen. Can I not get the Swedish chef as my quarterback? talked about this a couple weeks ago. We did. Yeah, I was, but I was like all the all the early round receivers have been like uber consistent and the running backs have not. None. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like I give me the guy that I think will be the, possibly the most consistent guy in the NFL next year, Justin Jefferson. Who would you take to? Oof. That gets harder. Maybe Derrick Henry, maybe C-Mac. Those are the, like if I'm gonna go to a running back, it's one of those two. I think I would take CMC first. You go CMC first. I think, so. I think that's fair. I think I would take Kelsey second. <laughs> oh God, you know I love that. Like legit, oh. but yeah, some I, of these are fucking crazy. I man. think I agree. C Max probably a fair number one pick there. Kelsey probably should be about three to five, if not higher. I've always I've always said anywhere after six or seven. Should be Kelsey territory, but this coming season it might even be higher. Dude, <clears throat> although Kittle's actually playing closer to a true tight end too, the past handful of weeks, which Kelsey most <coughs> of this season had really been in his own company until this back half of the season. For sure, but I don't. I mean, it's impossible to really, really like forecast how much of this would continue, but. Kittle didn't get to be, like, badass until Brock Purdy became quarterback. All right. Who I don't think will start the year as quarterback next year, but... No, here's my deal. I don't know how nuts that is. I am of the camp. If if Brock Purdy takes you to a Super Bowl... How do you bench him? How do you fucking bench him? I know. Like, he's been... It's not even just that, like, the team is so good that they've been carrying him along. He's been outright good. Like, he hasn't even been, like, game no, manager guy. He's been super, fucking yeah. really good. Yeah, and, like, furiously efficient. Yeah. Like, how do you bench I like that, that description. Furiously efficient. I like furiously efficient as well. But then, like, you... I mean, here's the deal, right? So, you... you all right, you, so you... Maybe you fucked up and gave away a bunch of picks for Trey Lance. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you just don't know what that is yet, right? Right. But now you have, like... Two backup quarterbacks that probably should be starting in the NFL. Yep. Like, that's an, a fascinating position to be in, and probably one that no team has ever been in before. No. So, then do you turn you've got a lot of ammunition to get these picks back that you gave up. Sure. Big time. Like, if you, all right, if the, would you give up, if, if the Texans gave you the second pick in the second round for Trey Lance, would you do that if you were the 49ers? I think I need more than just the second pick in the second round. I think it's I I think I would rather want if I can somewhere find 
a late first and an additional pick or that pick and like a future second. I think it's going to be tough to get a first. I think you're probably right. That pick and a future second, I think, could get me there. Two seconds? That's probably not horribly far-fetched. I don't think that's... It might be. I mean, coming off that injury, it might be. But I think you set that as the mark through the early part of the offseason because you can always come down a little closer to draft day or whatever. Like, you set that as your... You set a reasonably high mark for a little while while that's a problem for your distant future. And then when it gets closer to, like, man, it'd be better to get a deal than not get a deal, that's when you potentially can, like then reduce your price a bit and take a de- take a deal if you have to. But there's enough desperation for quarterback in the NFL right now that I think you could get two seconds out of a team for a guy that was that highly prospected. It's a very confusing element because he was so unproven coming out of college already. True. And now all you've had is two years to be like, well, we still don't know what this guy yeah, is. We have no clue yet. Like, I don't... Yep, and now we only get another year or two of his rookie deal before we got to pay up or ship him out. You get two years. Yeah, it's a fascinating predicament they're going to be in. But I, if I was in that organization and Brock Purdy gets me to the Super Bowl and is playing at this level, is how the fuck do you bench that? There's 20 other NFL teams that would love to have Brock Purdy. If you just if like or I don't think there's 20. I think I'm closer to right. I think I'm closer to uh, maybe I'm a bit too high on the number, but maybe 17. Yeah, that's I don't think I think there's 12 teams that feel supremely satisfied and comfortable at quarterback and anyone else would at least have to like keep an open mind to someone that's played this well. I think well, I mean, I don't think you're like completely egregious. I think 20 is a little bit high. Yeah, maybe about somewhere between 17 and 20. I'm picking 17 specifically to say over half the league. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I I knew that's what you were doing. Yeah. I don't know, man. Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, Burrow, Prescott, Herbert, Lawrence, Tua. You're at eight. So get me four more, and we'll be at my 20. Lamar is going to go somewhere. Lamar is going to go somewhere. Count him on the list. All right. Fields, who also might go somewhere. Who also might go somewhere. That's an interesting So we're at 10 now. Right. Uh, Kyler. Kyler Murray. 11. Cousins. I'm going to give you Cousins, but you're you're softening here already. I mean, so okay, like uh, Brady and Rogers are are weird. We'll just consider those TBD. I'm going to give a half to each of them and say one more combined. So it takes us down to 19. Okay. <laughs> Tua. You said Tua. I did say Tua. Yep. Gino. You did not say Gino. <laughs> That's. He's all right. I'm. If you'd I'm giving have, you, you'd co- rather have Brock Purdy. If I'm giving you Cousins, I feel close to giving you Gino. I would. Well, I would. <laughs> This is the breaking point. I would t- Daniel Jones. I would ride with Danny right now. I like in terms of because at that point is the comparison of you'd have to pay something versus just riding with what you have in house. So it's the same. It's that yeah. So yeah, Danny that's... Danny over overspending to get a guy. I was I was kind of trying to leave that out of the conversation because Brock Purdy was the last fucking pick in the draft, so he's making less money than anybody else in the NFL. Yeah. 
Which may like Mac Jones? No. Give me give me Brock over Mac Jones. I have no faith that Mac Jones is a good quarterback. Can he pick it? TBD? I've, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 if if nothing else, it takes that team out of consideration. Sure, that's fair. Yeah, the teams on their first year of two quarterbacks get interesting. <laughs> that one's really funny. It's it's all over the place. That one's really funny. There's there's more. I see. Like I, I, Deshaun Watson. That's I mean that's teams that's out of consideration. Yeah, they're out of consideration. Russell there. Wilson is out of consideration. Yeah, but not for I mean, the that quality the reasons. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Because the original stance was that at least 20 teams would like to have a Brock Purdy. So we're going to meet in the middle, and we're going to say that Brock Purdy is probably better than half the quarterback play in the league. But that does not equate to that many teams having desire to get him. Right. Based on scenario. True. Yeah. Scenario does start to trim away for varieties of reasons. I can work with that. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's fair as well. Still, kudos to last pick of the guy draft Jesus. guy, fucking Brock Purdy, man. Good for him. What do the What do the Bears do? I wanted to talk to you about this a little bit. Well, I don't know if we're recording or not. I don't. We know. are, but you know, it's we'll again, see what happens. We we'll see phone. if anybody hears this or not. Yeah, they'll hear it at some point, whether it's in this episode or stashed for a blooper reel moment. If you're the Bears and you now have the number one pick in the draft because the Houston Texans can't even fucking lose a game the right way. Yep. What do you do? Do you? Because you're not – listen, I don't know this with a lot of conviction, but I would be floored if they both kept fields and made the number one pick in the draft. I think one of those is gone. I think so many teams – we were I just think, talking about that. I think enough teams are going to want to draft Bryce Young, number I, one overall, that I something's you, gone. I think they move back. I think they keep fields and they move back. Like – you just people we've talked about this before, and I don't know if we've talked about this on this show or not, but you and I have had this discussion in real life and fantasy terms, but I think it applies to real life terms as well. People want the shiny draft pick. It's there's all right, have you seen the Family Guy episode in which Peter Griffin has presented two options? He can either have a boat or what's behind the mystery door, and everyone else shows a boat in town. I think town. it's a box. It's what's a box. The, yeah. uh, it's, uh, and he's like, well, what's in the box? It could be a yeah, boat. It could be anything. It could be a boat. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that with yeah. the draft pick thing, where I think you can get more, even though Justin Fields looked really good at scoring points, uh, I, I refuse, I can't call him a good quarterback yet, because I don't know, he's a, he's a freak athlete, to be sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. But I think you can get more of a haul for the number one overall pick than for Justin Fields. I think yeah, oh, I think you're right, and I think that the reason for that is because you just get two more years of a rookie quarterback. Dude. Yeah. So I think I think. But the flip side is, what if you just want two more years of a rookie quarterback deal? Sure. Yeah. I mean, th- there's that as well. But because as exciting as Justin Fields is, I think a lot of NFL GMs are probably still on the same side of this you and I are, that it's like, yeah, the flashy plays are awesome, but he doesn't look like a quarterback still. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I guess it would depend on what the offers were comparatively, but I imagine you, the value of the pick is just so much higher than the value of the player that they deal the pick and stick with the player. I think, I think you're right. Do you want to... Uh... Do you want to keep talking Ohio State quarterbacks for a second? Yeah, we can talk about shitty Ohio State quarterbacks. Be, it's well, this is gonna this is gonna work then. Uh, 
rumblings. Some rumblings I'm hearing. Rumble, young man, rumble. C.J. Stroud, uh, Stroud has not yet declared for the NFL draft, which isn't like terribly surprising. The season's only been over for four days. But from from what I gather, part of the reason is because Ohio State is working on like a monstrous NIL deal to keep him there. <laughs> Fuck yeah. How backwards is college football from what we're accustomed to? That a guy's like, you know what? I might stay in college to get paid. (laughs) The fuck? Fuck yeah. Like, this, what happened? Man, I don't know. You know me. I'm in favor of people getting their money as quick as they can. And uh, kudos to NILs for getting players their money as quick as they can. I'm not mad at them about it. I just think it's No, I didn't think you would be, yeah. How fast this changed. It's a multi-billion dollar sport, man. Uh, Now that the money's available, the team, the, I'm sorry, the businesses in the area who would like to sponsor the players, certainly yeah. not the teams. They would never have any shady backdoor dealings and involvements they with buy, NILs. They buy the, the uniforms. They buy the uniforms. Yeah. So, yeah, of Pads. course. Yeah, of course. The, the teams would never be directly involved with these NIL deals. Because... There's another one. <laughs> not done yet with my Ohio Please. State rumor board. Ooh. Uh, furthermore, there. I think this one has a little bit more likelihood, but uh, also apparently if Stroud does leave for the NFL draft... Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is likely to transfer to USC. Oh. Who I think, this is a hot take already. We haven't even started the show, and I'm already coming out with a hot take. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably going to be a top five pick next year. I would not be stunned if he was, like, top three. Wow. You heard it here, folks. I don't know if transferring is better or worse for his draft prospect. Probably doesn't make a difference, quite frankly, but... Big, big hot takes. So he could head to USC and play with Caleb Williams, which is terrifying. Terrifying. Wow. Why'd you say it like that? I don't know. Me neither. Sometimes I just feel like a whisper. I uh, I think I might be done with the rumors. I don't know. Something else might come up later. All right. Well, let me know if it does. Feels like it's good of any time to just like officially jump into the show now. Now, hey, here we are. We're now officially doing show. Welcome to D2B2 Sports. It's me, your boy Derek Weber. Derek, blasting the Captain Holt soundbite today. Derek, and of course Nikki Sager sitting across from me. Hey Nikki, cover Winkler in bees. And hot damn, man, it's fucking NFL playoff season. We're here. We're pumped. It's the second season. Season number two is about your, to start. Man. Your team is in the playoffs. My team got to knock our rivals out of the playoffs. It's hilarious to me how. How much Lions fans enjoy that. Oh, dude. Fuck yeah, we do. Are you kidding the me? The level of joy is yeah, man. through the roof. Hey, here's my deal as a Lions fan. Did you guys we... make the playoffs? No, but fuck Green Bay. Goddamn right. Fuck Green Bay. <laughs> Wouldn't you feel that way if you were Yan- like for your Yankees, if you guys knocked the Red Sox out of the playoffs last game of the season? I could see me getting some bent sense of appreciation yeah. for that. Yeah. It's just like Green Bay is the most intense rivalry in my personal sports fandom. It's mainly because they've just been bludgeoning the shit out of us my entire life, more or less. I just got to watch him go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers while we went 0-16 and did Lions things. So, yeah, I get great joy out of watching that team choke. You're doing, um, doing Lions things. Yeah. This Lions team started 1-7, and finished the season 9-8, and knocking our rival out. Lions make the playoffs next year? Yes. Yeah. The path through the north goes through Detroit now. Good, good. I uh, will see. I don't. Uh, 
we've talked about before, this Viking team is a bit fraudulent. Oh, I can't. So as far you as think I'm, that might come up this episode? I think it might. And uh, It's possible. Based on that fraudulence, anything's possible in the North next year. The Great North. But we now have we have two pretty good spot first round picks, two second round picks, a good young nucleus. Jamison Williams coming back. Uh, he'll get a full off season. He looks flashy. He looks flashy. That's a good word for him. He looks, he looks flashy. Is a good word for him. But now with a full off season and a full preseason, him and Amon Ross St. Brown could become one of those nasty NFL receiving duos. Like, that could be a real fucking double threat. And I'm excited. DJ Chark? Not a, no slouch. Oh, hell of a, a slouch hell of a wide receiver. receiver three. Hell yeah. I concur. It's twice as good as any Giants receiver. <laughs> that is sadly true. Yeah. But let's, you know, congrats, though. G-Men in the playoffs. It's exciting. Very exciting. In a matchup, they could definitely win. We'll, have, we'll get to that matchup on some level, obviously. First time in six years back in the playoffs. Fuck yes. So we're we're taking the first week of the playoffs and kind of bridging the gap from the regular season into the playoffs with a bit more of a traditional Friday 5 lineup for you. We've got three bets. We've got a prop. We've got a parlay. And we have a DFS. And then after that, we're also going to talk about the NFL.com playoff challenge that we both find pretty interesting. It's got a weird multiplier rule set that we'll explain when we get there. It's an interesting caveat. It is an interesting caveat, and it's fun because there's no sat player salaries. It's just pick the guys you want, so you can stack like pretty studly guys with each other, which is a lot of fun. I, I know you like stacking studly guys. Man, S2, stacking studly guys. Love that. S, a stacking studly specimen. Ooh, an S3, there it is. Sweat, stacking, uh, this could stacking get out sweaty. of Stacking sweaty. Studly sweaty specimen. Ooh, S4. He did it for Can us. we make them Swedish? Of course, yeah. Sweet Studly Swedishman? Studly Swedes. Jesus. All right. And then the last thing we're going to do at the end of it all, we're going to walk you through our playoff predictions. We've each prepared a bracket from start to finish, and we're going to drop those on you as the crowning finale of this podcast episode. And then we'll see who ends up getting crowned with the better bracket, B2. Nice. Well done. It's time for Derek or Nick's D2 or B2 of the day. The problem, I guess, with the way I have that soundbite built up most of all is I do it after someone drops a B2. No, that well, because it's never, like, planned in advance. That's true. Yeah. I guess it just needs to rephrase to that was. Although you can. Instead plan. of time for, it could be like that was. Maybe not necessarily in the pod, but in real life, you can plan on stacking studly Swedish spe- uh Sweaty specimen. That's it's hard to say. Five it times is. Fast. Yeah, no, that's a tricky one for sure. Because each S has its own like different consonant or something coming afterwards. Undercover thing to keep on your radar. There is a Reddit page dedicated to exactly what we were just talking about. Oh, man. That's a Reddit probably worth checking Reddit's out. Reddit's sweaty Swedes. <laughs> that's a Reddit thread that people should blow up. Let's get after it, man. Let's I'm talk bets. Tempted to see if this actually exists or something close. We'll report back. We'll let you know throughout. I got the a episode. lot on my plate right now. I don't have time to look up sweaty Swedes. What <laughs> on my plate? No time for sweaty Swedes. But let's flip a thing. I don't know. What What do you got around? Do you have a thing over there? You can flip. I'm I'm always finding things to flip. You can find a thing to flip or make me guess about. I could flip the cat. 
Don't flip the cat. She's having a nice nap. That's a good point. I found a quarter. Perfect. We can just do that. Classic. Call it in there. Heads. God damn, I'm so Aye. bad at flipping coins lately. What happened in my life? Heads. It's heads. That was a good flip. You go first. All right. I will. First bet. <laughs> 49ers minus nine and a half. Zang. I feel like this is probably, like, I thought about throwing a Derek's drag down on this one, but I decided, you know what? A 10-point win, that's comfortable enough. I don't need to drag that any further. Let it be, but I considered a Derek's drag on this one. To, I was going to drag it to two full touchdowns, and I decided Jesus. that I, I know because I just wanted a heavy multiplier. I was being greedy, but I settled and I just took the line as it stood. Nine and a half. I expect a very comfortable win from the team that is cruising the hardest in the NFL right now, and I think is by far the best team in the NFC. Against a team who's stumbling as of late in Seattle, kind of going the wrong direction. Production is going the wrong way uh, for Seattle. Production going the right way for San Francisco ever since they threw in the incomparable Brock Purdy at You heard with Purd. I can't, I can't bet this. I would tend to think that you're probably on the right side, but I feel like this just screams filthy backdoor cover all over it. Like... Oh, you're absolutely right. I can about easily that. see this being a game where San Fran is comfortably up by 14 as the game is pissing itself away, and Seattle gets a touchdown. Lockett and, and Metcalf they swarm down the field to score a touchdown with 30 seconds left for no point. That's yeah, no, that's a totally fair call. I thought about doing the halftime line instead of the end game line for that reason. That's probably the move. Yeah, because uh, I, I know that's a thing you that's your angle a lot of times on these bigger numbers like that. For this reason, that's it's a it's a fair reason. No, it makes all the sense in the world. But I decided I'm going to stick with the full game line for it. I think. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think Kenneth Walker will really struggle to get going in this game. Seattle is going to be without probably their best defensive lineman, Shelby Harris. But even still, I don't know. Rookie quarterback, first playoff start ever. While I have been describing him as being furiously efficient, I don't know how easy it is to get thrust into your first NFL playoff game and just massacre a team. I don't think that's the easiest thing in the world to do. I think that's all very fair, sir. You heard with Brock Purd. I couldn't believe when you texted me earlier this week that we have not been making uh, heard with Purd references. How did to we Brock miss? Purdy. We had a whole month to do this. Oh, a we solid totally month. Fucked. Yeah, I think we, you and I, were both swept up in Mike White mania that we were getting distracted from. You heard with Brock Purd. Poor call on our part. A poor call indeed. Mostly yeah. mine. No, I was right there with you. I was I was head first into Mike White mania. Head first into <laughs> sweaty Swedes. Clip it. Yikes. Well, that's my first bet. That's what you got for me? That's what I got. That's the first one. I'm going to go... This is tough. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, I don't know which one I like more. I don't know that it really matters. But... Much like I was just saying, and I can't believe I'm doing this, but much like I was just saying that I think it's difficult for a rookie quarterback to get thrust into his first ever playoff game. Imagine that rookie quarterback being Skylar Thompson and his first ever playoff game going into Buffalo against a ridiculously talented offense and defense and maniac fans in a game that DeMar Hamlin's going to attend. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you imagine a shittier environment for a unproven rookie quarterback? Like, if it were me, I would just be, like, on the plane, like, just shaking my head. Like, what the fuck did I do to deserve this? <laughs> yeah, man. Right? Unreal. Like, how come... How come I can't go to Cincinnati? You, you paint a picture right there, sir. Yeah, that's a brutal, brutal situation for... It's a shitty situation for any quarterback, let alone this guy, right? Um, I don't know if you watched any of the Jets-Dolphins game. I watched most of it, not live, but I like to catch up on games throughout the course of the week. Dude looked very panicky, looked like he was had a hard time making his mind up on what he wanted to do with the ball until he had numerous guys in his face and just chucked it somewhere, hoping that maybe Tyreek Hill could chase it down, which could possibly happen in this game. That's something Tyreek Hill was probably better at than anybody else in the NFL. But let's say, I don't know, let's say a bunch of crazy shit happens, right? Let's say, let's say Tyreek Hill breaks off a 90-yard touchdown on a screen pass, right? Let's say the Dolphins somehow score a defensive touchdown because Josh Allen throws picks contrary to popular belief. He does. He does. He had, he had one really good stretch where he threw very few. So people kind of started adding him to that, like Aaron Rodgers caliber of doesn't throw picks. And uh, no, it's leveled out some sense. He's not one of the insane turnover guys in the league either, but he, he can turn the ball over for sure. Let's say that happens. And let's say somehow the, the dolphins luck box themselves into another touchdown. Maybe they take a kickback or whatever the hell happens. Well, that's 21 points. I still don't think that's enough to cover. Like, I still think Buffalo scores 35 points in this game. Like, it's insane to me that I'm betting a 13-and-a-half-point favorite in a playoff game. But, believe it or not, 10 of the last 11 double-digit favorites in the playoffs have covered. That's a pretty wild stat. Now, I should have taken the time. I, I found this on Elias Sports Bureau. I should have taken the time to look up what they all were. But I didn't really want to because I had this horrible feeling that they were mostly going to be teams led by Tom Brady, and I was going to get frustrated. <laughs> um, but I know they did that last year against Philly. They smothered the Eagles in round one. And I feel like there were a lot of Patriots teams that just ripped teams in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. So I would be curious how many of those 10 out of 11 games were led by the Tom The only Brady. reason I would say I think it might be lower than you think is the amount of bye weeks which Brady had. Yeah. You have to think, like, no, in that era where the one and two seed were getting buys a lot, You want your money is almost better on, like, a Ben Roethlisberger who was, like, the three seed a lot and got to play, like, a six seed Andy Dalton Bengals or, like... Actually, now that I think about it, I'm damn near confident that one was KC against Ben Roethlisberger last year, which I watched in your basement. Ooh, nice. The yeah. underground. Oh yeah, the underground. That the the other underground. That is accurate. Yeah, that happened. That was a that was a shit show stomping from start to finish. But yeah, double digit favorites, I they, they take care of business once the playoffs comes, right? Because Yeah, one of these is one of the best teams in the NFL and one of them is a team that scraped its way into the playoffs. That's pretty natural to happen, I suppose. But I think it's very, very, very it's a really simple handicap, right? Like a rookie quarterback on a team that is less talented going to an insanely hostile environment against a team that probably has the most emotional, motivational approach toward a football game, like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you're a thousand percent right. Buffalo's coming in insanely motivated at home. Damar, safe and sound, and in the building to cheer him on. Like, you... you 
you're absolutely right. This is an absolute shit show smoke job. And it's going to be a, the place is going to be a fucking nut house. They just played a couple of weeks ago. I think on Thursday night, the fans were pelting the Dolphins with snowballs. Do you remember that? Like the, the, the officials stopped the game and they said, like, if you don't stop throwing snowballs at the other team, like you're going to get penalized. <laughs> I do remember. I don't know how that works. I think it ends up being an unsportsmanlike conduct, like on the head coach or something. Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, no, it is a real thing. I I think that's how it technically rules out. Is yeah, it's just like against the team, but ultimately, like they assigned it to the coach because it has to be assigned to someone. God. Um, it's funny because that that's one of that was one of my bets, but I've got four written down, so I'll just skate past it. But I love the play. I was I was all over. That was the other of the two first round smoke jobs. I was all over. Yeah. Um, but I'll instead go with Ravens Bengals over forty point five, and this is much more on the strength. Uh, this is the same thing as I did this with the uh, 49ers whatever game last week, where it was they were playing who they played that had to, it was just like oh uh, Arizona yeah so I did this with that where I was really just relying on at least thirty points from one of these teams and the other one to just get a competent ten. And that's kind of where I'm at on this one. I think the Bengals score at least 30 points. Therefore, all I need is 10 and a half from the Ravens. I feel like they can get that. One of the you got the best kicker in the league probably in Justin Tucker. You can wind up with a touchdown and two field goals. Boom, there. Looks like Tyler Huntley is probably going to play, which is very different from Anthony Brown who yes. started quarterback yeah, for yeah, the Ravens yeah. last week. Tyler right? Huntley is at least a reasonable backup that can score some points. So granted, he doesn't really have that great of a slew of weapons currently to work with. But yeah, I 40.5 is a low number when you've got one of the teams being as high-powered an offense as the fucking Bengals are. <laughs> they easily score 30. The Ravens get enough to get me there. But I feel like Baltimore played one of their best defensive games of the year when they played Cincinnati earlier. The game ended up winning 19-17. to Burrow only 6.2 yards per attempt in that game. But, I mean, like there were some fluky things that went down in that game, right? Like, first of all, Baltimore's defense was much more healthy. They had a, a goal line stand in the second half. Like, even if you just add that to being a touchdown, I mean, that takes you over 40. I'm not totally comfortable with this, but I don't. I'm not totally against it. Well, good enough for me. That works. That'll that works. get you where you want to go. That gets it gets me the places. Hit me with another bet. Uh, I'm just. I'm gonna kind of follow your lead. I've got a total that I like as well. It's the other other angle. I'm gonna go Chargers Jaguars under 47 points. Ooh. I actually flirted with this under as well. That seemed a little high to me. Chargers-Jags under 47. Again, th- uh, this is not intended to be a theme of the show, but sometimes things just unfold this way. Two quarterbacks, possibly the best quarterback matchup of the week, to be quite frankly, and Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, young, up-and-coming guys. Also, two guys that have never played a playoff game before. Also, two teams that have the ability to put up points, but are very inconsistent at putting up points, right? That's very true. Um, I, I Listen, I can't believe how much trouble the Jacksonville had scoring against Tennessee in a game that they had to win to get to the playoffs. I mean, they really struggled until late in the game when they actually finally won on a fluke play in a game that I was pretty confident they were going to win, but not anywhere near as impressive as I intended. The last time that Jacksonville really went ham on 
offense was against the Cowboys, which is a team that has been playing substantially under expectations since their bye week. Something we might get back to later, by the way. Uh, Joey Bosa is coming back to play for the Chargers. It looks like Mike Williams is going to play, even though he hasn't practiced. This is a really sketchy situation. Like The, the notion is that he's having back spasms and plans on lining up. Wouldn't you feel like he'd be getting some practice in if he was going to play? Like any? Yeah, I would feel that way for sure. Especially like going into a playoff matchup at that. I would I would definitely think that. Um, in games that Joey Bosa plays, the Chargers only given up 17.7 points a game. 23.4 in games where he doesn't play. Pretty staggering. That's almost a touchdown difference. It's, it's not quite the TJ Watt difference that I can't stop talking about on this fucking podcast but it's up there right it's up there i don't uh i don't think it's impossible that this game ends up being a shootout but in a playoff game 47 is a big total in a playoff game for two guys that have never been there before yeah i mean all you need is one of them to underwhelm that's exactly right and you're there uh which is definitely possible this this is a game i'm very excited for like you said uh, big look to the future game here for sure. Like the AFC is just so fascinating because pending health, if you looked at the rosters of these seven teams, all seven of them seemingly have their quarterback of the future in place. I I don't know about the Ravens. Touche. I mean, again, like p- pending health. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I, I'm not talking about health. Well, yeah. All right. It's in, have great quarterback play. We'll, we'll phrase it that way. For and, now. Th- yeah. For for the moment, would have great quarterbacks pending the health, obviously, the Lamar and Tua situations. We've got backups in those games instead. But, and they're all young. It's just fascinating that how much further ahead the AFC is from the NFC in regards to young future quarterbacks. Staggering. Yeah. NFC has Brock Purdy. That's true. The NFC has Brock Purdy, y'all. No, it is. It's it's really really fascinating how how much talent there is at the quarterback position in the AFC. That is young, like you said. Stuff. Wild stuff. Yeah, like this this. And on top of that, when Lamar goes to the Jets next year, he'll still be in the AFC. <laughs> Keep the party going. You get a golf clap for that one, sir. You get a golf clap there. So. That's uh, any further stuff on your bet there. I think I hit everything I, think I, I like. I, I think I like the angle. Um, I do love these young quarterbacks, though. That's, exci- that's, that's an exciting game. That's going to be none a of them one. Swedish, all of them sweaty. Thank you for the update on who is Swedish and who is sweaty. I appreciate that about our friendship. That you always keep me up to date on who is Swedish and who is sweaty. It's valid information. It's just valid info, folks. Uh, my third one. I'm bouncing over to the Cowboys Buccaneers game. Um, I'm actually double dipping in this game, but my, this for a single bat, my first part of it is over 22 and a half in the first half. Okay. I, uh, I don't know if this game finishes with an ass ton of points, but I think it starts out kind of hot. Uh, Tom Brady in the playoffs is just a different person. And anyone who gets in his way in this playoff stretch should be worried. 
including the Cowboys, who just feel like the right team to choke to the Buccaneers in the first round. Like, that just feels like there couldn't you couldn't have put a better team, maybe the Vikings. Like, the Buccaneers playing either the Cowboys or the Vikings are, like, the two best teams to watch choke in this big moment. It just feels right, doesn't it? Just feel right. Don't you just feel it in the air? I can't believe that Dallas is favored in this game. I'm it's absolutely astonishing to me. It's the record thing. They're they're five games above Tampa Bay in in the in four. as far as four. Is it four? Yeah. I thought they won thirteen games. No, they would 12. have. They would have. Oh yeah, they choked. They lost. That's to right. Yeah, yeah. Washington last yeah, week. That's right. They choked. I don't want to get into this any, but I can't. <laughs> I can't talk about this. Can't talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-two and a half is not that that uh, that egregious for a single half. I think that's a pretty attainable number for two offenses with plenty of power at the skill positions. And I like it first half more than it was like 46, 46 and a half or so was the line for the game. I don't remember the exact number, but it was right around there. And I liked the twenty-two and a half in the first half better than that. I'm looking at forty-five and a half. Okay, fair Close. enough. Close. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Was there another thing? You said you had two. Oh, the other part, the other one's in my parlay, so we'll wait oh, there. Fuck. It's just the first time of two that I'm dipping into that game. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go straight up Bucks plus three. This is a game where I would normally just bet the Bucks money line, but it's only plus one twelve, which is really low for a team that's a three point dog. A three point dog is normally like plus one forty money line. I got him at plus one twenty. Okay. That's well. I mean, still not great, that's but... fair. But I, I still, yeah. I, I stand by my claim that that's still lower than what you would anticipate from fair. a three point. Dog, yeah, right. Um, if I okay, I see plus one twenty on DraftKings. I was looking somewhere else and I saw plus one twelve. But we'll call it plus one twenty. Still lower. Uh, I want a moment to shout out one twelve. Where my play is at. Very nice. Peaches and cream. Room one is still a certified jam. One twelve was the shit. Great late nineties, early aughts R and B. Anyway, you can continue on now. Sorry, you yeah. said 112 too many times for my brain to it's not fair. shout out the greatness of, know what I mean, peaches and cream. So, Dallas, I, I, I briefly hinted at this earlier, but since they're by, I don't know. I don't know if people just don't watch football or if they don't, like, watch enough football, but since they're by week... Outside of smoking the Vikings, who you, I think I've made it perfectly clear in my opinion on the Vikings on this show enough times. But outside of that game, since the bye week, the Cowboys have lost to the Packers. They lost to the Jaguars. They were losing to the Giants at halftime at home on Thanksgiving. They fucking almost lost to Houston. They got ripped apart by the Redskins. And they... they, they uh, sir, that is the commies. Oh, shit. They're the commies, sir. Or the Manders. If and they, you, if and you like. the Manders play. If you're nasty. And they beat a, a, a Colts team uh, 21 to. Well, I'm sorry. They beat a Colts team by a ton in a game that they were only up by two in the fourth quarter before, like, a bizarre batch of turnovers happened that was a mess in that game as well. But I don't know, like, what about this team has been impressive the past six weeks at, at all. I think Dak Prescott leads the NFL in interceptions. I think he's throw one in like six of his last seven games. Their offensive line is getting substantially worse, more injured. Tampa Bay's offensive line is getting substantially better. The best way to attack 
Dallas on defense is by going at their cornerbacks, which something tells me that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin is a fairly decent wide receiver duo to, uh, to do that. Also, the best way to attack Tampa Bay on offense is by applying pressure to Tom Brady, which Dallas has not been able to do ever since Micah Parsons got dinged up. And like I mentioned, they're facing a Tampa Bay offensive line that's getting better and better as time goes on as they're getting healthier and healthier. So everything about this from a football script screams Tampa Bay winning this game. Screams it. I think, like you mentioned, the only thing that is deceptive about this is the fact that Dallas has a a four-game better record. And it's, uh, to be honest with you, it's insanely unfair that they don't get a home game for that. But such is life. Here we are. Yeah, you play by the rules in place, folks, and that's that. Into it. Was that you analyzing further on my... No, you, never mind. You had Bucks. That was my third. Yeah, had, Bucks yeah, that's plus right. three. <clears throat> Sick. <coughs> Prop bets. My prop's a fun one. And then I want to I give a shout-out to a couple... Uh, so I've got one prop for this weekend, and then I want to give a shout-out to one prop I saw for the playoffs in general. Um, Daniel Jones, anytime touchdown... And a G-Men win for plus 500. And obviously that's a Russian touchdown. Thank I God. know that this time. Thank I, God I, we cleared this up. Yep, I learned that <laughs> I learned that from the last mistake earlier this season. If you, I forget which week that is, but if you've been listening this season, one of the weeks of the Friday Five, I did not understand that any time touchdown referred to rushing. I was just like, oh, fuck yeah, he'll pass for a touchdown easy. And, it, you know, anyway, foolish errors. But no, I understand what I'm playing this time. Plus 500 for that combination of things. I feel like Daniel Jones could get a rushing touchdown. And I do feel like the Giants win, so therefore, boom. So, it's, it's, I don't... I feel like I could just end up on a rant and talk about this game for a half hour. But uh, first time ever in NFL history that two teams with negative point differentials are playing each other in the playoffs. Whoa. Fascinating. It is fascinating. It's, it's it's really, really bizarre that both of these teams have qualified for the playoffs despite scoring fewer points. I'm sorry, despite giving up more points than they scored. Um, only one team has ever made the Super Bowl with a negative point differential in the regular season. Care to guess who this is? I'm going to guess a Tom Brady Patriots team. It's the... I just feel like all the records belong to Tom, so why not this one too? It's a team that beat a Tom Brady playoffs team. Ooh. Oh, is it the Ravens? It's the the Ravens never. No, how could the Ravens and the Patriots play in the Super Bowl? Oh, no, not in the I was picturing in the playoffs on the way to the Super oh. Bowl. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I could I probably could have been more clear. Um, it's the 2011 Giants. Oh. <laughs> I should have guessed that. Yeah. Probably. Uh, quick quick stat correction. Dak Prescott has actually thrown an interception in 7 of his last 8 games. I said 6 out of 7. Also, he's thrown two in four of those. Badass Dak. Um, <sighs> I don't know where to go talking about this 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 Giants Vikings game. I feel like I have a little bit too much emotional investment to be completely analytical and to completely like stand off the tracks. No, just give me a good fuck the Vikings rant. You know you want to. Just give it to me. Just let it. Just let it all out, buddy. <laughs> well, uh, listen. Let's push pause on this 
And we'll see if it just materializes naturally in our episode next week, should the Vikings beat the Giants. Okay, fair enough. Because then the rant is going to be off the fucking scales. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Well, I think that the Vikings have been one of the flukiest teams I've ever watched play football. And it comes to an end. Are you just trying to get me going? I feel like you're just trying to lead me down a path. It's I. I mean, I'm sharing my own personal sentiments here. If they happen to spark any madness from you, then that's just what they do. But. I, I like the Acc- demon a lot this week. According to DVOA, the Vikings are the sixth worst team in the NFL. There's only five teams worse than the Vikings per DVOA, which is like a very advanced analytical measurement. Explain DVOA to the people real quick. Uh, it's... I mean, what does the acronym stand for? It's, uh, it, it's defense-adjusted value over average. So basically what it does is, I'm trying to put this in my own words, it takes like every single play throughout the course of an NFL season and it compares that to what would be a perfect average baseline in the NFL, right? So it takes scenarios, it takes schematics, it takes real-time game structure situations and it analyzes how this team performed versus what an an average team would have done, right? So it takes into account, you know, let's say you give up 20 points in a game late in the fourth quarter that you're winning 60 to zero. Like it does not put a lot of weight on that, for example, right? Because those are just, they're not really that relevant in terms of how you would evaluate a team's quality. Okay. I don't feel like I explained this very well. I mean, it's just complicated to explain. I'm sure, you know, if, if, if you're curious for more of a detailed breakdown than that, you can always find it on the interwebs. But it is a highly advanced metric that most people who analyze the game at the highest level put a lot of respect and credence on. When you hear from top analysts, DVOA is certainly one of the metrics they believe to be most accurate at evaluating a team's quality. I think... Here's what I think <laughs> in, t- in terms of how you win this, this play, right? I think that the Giants are going to be able to get a lot of pressure on Kirk Cousins, which I think is not what you want to see happen if you are a Minnesota Vikings fan or player or coach or even fucking Kirk Cousins himself. You probably don't want to see Kayvon Thibodeau and Dexter Lawrence <laughs> barreling down at you, ready to s- smack you unconscious. Um. Quietly, despite finishing the season very poor record-wise, uh, Daniel Jones is 78.2 quarterback rating in the, the last uh, month of the year. It's higher than Patrick Mahomes. Exciting stuff there, mate. Danny Dash, as I prefer to call him over Danny Dimes, in hopes of that sweet, sweet touchdown. What about Vanilla Vic? Vanilla Vic? Is that a name going around for yeah, him now? What? Yeah, Saquon gave him that nickname. Where does Vanilla Vic come from? What do you mean, where does it come from? Uh, I was, all right, I now get it. I was putting Vic as short for Victor in my head, not as Michael reference Vic? to Michael Vic. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, once I, fl- I, I get it now. I was like, who the fuck is Victor? I was like, I just, I had follow-up questions. Victor. I get it now. I'm like, yeah, I was like, who the fuck is Victor? I was trying to picture a chocolatey Victor. Because if he's Vanilla Vic, there had to be a chocolate Vic. And like, That's fair. Was, yeah. This 
I'm going to zip my lips because this could get so out of hand. This could get saucy in a hurry, folks. So we'll mm-hmm. just move it along. Do you have a prop bet for me? I have two prop bets. Ooh, double down. Oh, and I want to give a shout out to my uh, to my season long prop bet that I that I made as well. Oh, sorry, I forgot about this part. Oh. My my or my my playoff long prop bet for plus two thousand. Holy fuck! You can get playoff Lenny for the most rushing yards in the playoffs. Now, granted, this is obviously also kind of like betting Tampa Tampa Bay gets to the Super Bowl more or less, but for plus two K. Playoff Lenny's ready to run. Let's go. He got some rest at the back end of the season. I think if the Buccaneers are successful, part of that is Leonard going ham. Well, and if they No, there there's there's hidden value to this too, because assuming they do make it to the Super Bowl, the likelihood is that they're probably playing Buffalo or Casey. Neither one of which has a either a very like sustainable rushing attack, and also neither one of them has a single guy that runs the ball. It's true. Those are both teams that split up carries and touches between numerous running backs. It's true. Fucking Ronald Jones scored a touchdown last week. Yeah, there's only a couple really bell cow running backs in these playoffs in total. Um, there's a there's a handful. Uh, CMC, Dalvin Cook, Saquon, Mixon, playoff Lenny, playoff Lenny, Miles Sanders. Okay, that's fair. More than I Kenneth was, Walker. More than I was giving credit to. Touche. But. The two teams that would be the most likely opponents of Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl do not have one. That's the most important thing Indeed. that we're doing here. That's um, the thing with the stuff. But yeah, I like that at plus 2K enough. So, the, uh, all right, I'm going to throw two, two props at you that I think both have very, very fun value. And if you were to parlay them together, while fascinatingly unlikely, this would actually, it would combine to be 74 to 1. Ooh. Um. So we talked about how I feel about Skylar Thompson going to play in Buffalo. Uh, Bill's defense to score a touchdown plus six fifty. We uh, we also talked about my my feelings about Dak Prescott and his preference for throwing interceptions the last couple of weeks or months. And uh, Tampa Bay defense to score a touchdown plus nine hundred, plus six fifty Bills D plus nine hundred Bucks D. Parlay them both seventy four to one. That's pretty maniacal. That's one I would definitely just like throw a dollar at and see what happens. That's 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 one that that's one that's worth the real cheap bet just to like wake wake up and forget about it and suddenly be like, oh yeah, I had a seventy four dollar winnings. I'm going to give you one more, just because I think this is way too much value. But I I was looking at different potential Super Bowl matchups to bet, not determining who I think would win the game, but just the two teams to make the Super Bowl. And there's really not a lot of value there for most of these teams, right? Um, but you could do Bucks bengals I found a place to get 59-1 to on a Bucks bengals Super Bowl. That's which I think is one. like, I think there's a ton of value there, right? If you'd like the Bucks to sneak their way out, that there's so much more value there than like, if you did 49ers bengals it's only 11-1. to which is not that enticing. Not very. At I mean, all. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not very enticing. No, you're right. You're right. <coughs> Hell yeah. That's a fun uh, pair of props that one could parlay and make it super juicy. I just kind of snuck that together as like my prop and my parlay. Do you want me to okay. give you another parlay? 
If you want to, I, I don't can, have one. That's fine. I, can, I could build one. No, that's fine. I think that's a fun parlay. I can just eh. give you my. We've got a lot of stuff to cover here. I can just give you mine and we can move it along. Do we ever? It's fine. We got a lot to go here still. So I'll just give him my parlay. I built in classic D2B2 form oh. a three dog parlay. Oh, I like all that. All money lines. I thought it was going to be a team to win and a quarterback to throw one and a half touchdowns. Oh, no, 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 no. no but I, you kind of flipped the script and did a team to win and a quarterback to rush for a touchdown. So you've. Yes. You, you maintain some credibility. Exactly. Hey, man, you got to stick to your brand. You know, I know myself. I know what I like to do. I know what I'm about. And what I'm about right now is this three dog parlay Bucks, Jaguars, Giants. God damn it. That's so good. Yeah. So three dog. You got me. Uh, at plus one, Jags plus 120, G Men plus 130, Bucks plus 120, combines for a plus 1013. You would need some serious balls to take any of the other ones. Any of the other dogs. That's a fair point. Yeah. I mean, you know. But no, I, I've, I like the, I like these three dogs, and at, at ten to one, it's a, fu- it's a fun one. It's a fun three dogger. I've, uh, I've already talked about why I like the G men. I've already talked about why I like the Bucks. So talk to me about the the Jaguars. They're a team that's been trending upwards at the back half of the season. Here started out looking like a, another bad Jaguars year. And somewhere around week 10-ish or so, we regarded on this show, in fact, that we thought the Jags were going to be playoff bound and were going to take that division down. They did exactly that. Not one to toot our own horns too often, but occasionally got to go toot toot. Know what I'm saying? That was a stud league. They were plus 750 to win the division when we talked about this. Yeah. That was pretty hot. Yeah, buddy. And uh, I like them to win this game. I, the Chargers are banged up. I know they're getting Bosa back. I, I, didn't, I don't love that for my bet, but... Um, the Mike Williams thing is really interesting. This is just a team that's trending in the right direction. The Jags' defense has been playing better at the back half of the season than they were at the front half. The offense is, while still spotty, like Nick mentioned, playing with a bit more consistency than they were at the start of the season. Um, guys like Zay Jones are finding more hit weeks, less miss weeks. Like uh, It's all kind of skewing in the right direction. Travis Etienne playing super well, being... We're really being played like a feature back. Oh, there's another one we didn't list in our uh, bell cow running backs. Fuck. Yeah, missed one there. Um, yeah, home home team, excited young team. <clears throat> excited. Everybody. Jags Nation, baby. Big cats. <sighs> to be fair, while they are on a five-game winning streak, Four of the quarterbacks that they've beaten during that time frame have been Ryan Tannehill, Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, and Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Just That's to, a fair caveat. None of which came up in our debate about who's better than Brock Purdy. <laughs> not, as, not, not even, like, entered my mind. No. They did beat Dak in a game where he threw two interceptions. Stunner. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a very of note thing to mention for sure. Uh, I'm just I'm, that, that's one of the games I'm most excited for this weekend. The, the Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence battle should be a lot of fun. I'm with you. Glimpse of the future, all that jazz. Yeah. Both first play, playoff p- appearances. Very excited. Sexy times. I can get behind this. All right, are we going DFS next? Yeah. Yep. Sick nasty. Let's do this. You want to go first? Want me to go first? Um. Well, do you, uh, how do you want to do this, man? You want to do our our more traditional position by position thing, or do you want to do a whole lineup and then 
well, and then the other person does a whole lineup. I, I like what we've been doing recently where we kind of explain our process. We go, what, each of us take turns just presenting our lineup so we can kind of walk through the process of what built and all that. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. The the uh, my, my thought process was that I thought that the more used format could possibly work in a small slate, right? It's only a only a six game slate. But yeah, we can we can play that game. How about if you go first cuz I got logged out. So give me a second to log in. That's fine. I will kick it off. I uh, I did a Brock Purdy build. Oh, perfect. Uh, new coming in, I wanted to do that. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. You heard with Brock Purdy. So I, uh, I I got Brock Purdy for fifty three hundred. I didn't go insane. It it I do have three parts of this game, but one of them is the defense at thirty six hundred, and then one is Kittle for sixty one hundred. If you're playing Brock Purdy, you got to play George Kittle like this. That that part I feel like is just an automatic punch the ticket. It is. You just have to fucking do it. Yep. So got Purdy Kittle Niners defense. Then I went with my pair of running backs. I got Travis Etienne for sixty three hundred. Um, guy that I've loved a lot of the season and that, you know, has had some off weeks in the time that he's been the guy, but has mostly been very effective for them. And I expect to have both high usage and high production in his first week in the playoffs here. And as I've alluded to my guy, playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette, 5,300 feels like a killer price tag for a guy that's about to be leaned on pretty heavily. I would guess. Playoff Lenny, baby. Playoff Lenny, man. Uh, until I'm proven wrong, he's playoff Lenny. And then uh, receiver-wise, I, I got T. Higgins for 6500 I just wanted a piece of this Bengals offense. I think they're going to tear it up, proverbially speaking. Uh, then I've got Russell Gage at $3,800. There's a, there's a piece of the Bucks game that I like. Stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> Tom Brady enters a playoff game and lights up some receiver that none of us have ever heard of before. Uh, Scotty Miller comes to mind pretty quickly, right? Yeah, I mean, how many guys became guys because Brady just won random game in the playoffs, just was like, that guy's getting the ball ten times this game. Can I add another caveat to that? Yeah. How many guys got severely overdrafted in fantasy the following year because Tom Brady lit him up in one playoff game? Yep, outstanding pull. And that could be Russell Gage for 3,800 in this matchup. Uh, it could definitely be. I think Kenbrell Tompkins comes to mind. Remember Ken that Bro- fucking guy? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Kenbrell Tompkins. That name makes me smile for to some be, reason. To be honest with you, I think, I could be wrong about this, but I think that you, in fact, were all over Kenbrell Tompkins. Oh, yeah, that's why I laughed so much, because I totally fell for it. I was like, oh, dude, Kenbrell Tompkins is going to be Brady's guy now. It's going to be awesome. Kenbrell Tompkins was not Brady's guy. That's some funny shit. It was not awesome. But, yeah, for a game, a guy like Russell Gage, who has shown you in glimpses in the past in Atlanta and then here that he can be the guy sometimes... Why not a day like this? Why not a game like this? For 3800 love the price tag there. And then my first iteration of this, I was trying to get Debo or Brandon Ayukin as well, <laughs> just to further play the Purdy stack. And I just wasn't loving anything that it was presenting to me in tandem with it. So I wound up instead doing Josh Palmer for 5,300. little bring back against ETN. Oh, 
and uh, getting a, a piece of that Chargers offense, especially with the Mike Williams stuff. Hasn't practiced all week. Could still be banged up. May not actually get that many looks before they're like, okay, you're not running like yourself yet. And Josh Palmer has been effective several weeks down the stretch here. 5300 is a great price tag for a guy that could be pretty well featured in a, hopefully a high-scoring game. And then it closes out with 7600 Stefan Diggs. For Every, all the Bills reasons Nick mentioned earlier. Everything about this just screams one of those fucking games where Mike Williams like suits up unexpected. They announce that he's going to start an hour before the game and he plays three plays and doesn't go back in the game. Yeah. Like I I don't I've never seen anyone in the NFL do this more than Mike Williams. He does pull this off a lot. Fuck. But yep, so I'm all I'm all over the Josh Palmer play. It was another nice cheap piece that allowed me to finish strong with Stefan Diggs. Uh I like I'm I'm in at some level on most of the high scoring games of the weekend. So and I've got some bringbacks on, on different spots. I like I like what I was able to do with this. I left two hundred dollars on the table too if I so if I wind up making any changes, there's actually some slight rooms for upgrade potentially. Seems fair. That was my journey. So I took a, I took a bucks route, right? We uh, we talked about how the cornerbacks and the lack of pressure to Tom Brady is going to be what I think is going to be the demise of the Dallas Cowboys game. So uh, the Dallas Cowboys team. So I went very traditional. Uh, I do like your your Russell Gage play, but with the weakness at cornerback on both sides, I went your straight-up Brady-Evans-Godwin stack. One, two, three. Um, I would have thought that especially in a small slate, only a six-game slate, that this would have ended up costing me more money, but it really didn't. Yeah, what are the price tags on those three? I instantly right. agreed to it. Of course, it was nonsensical. Here is what we're coming with. Uh, 5800 for Tom Brady. 69 and 64 for Evans and Godwin, respectively. I'm with you on Travis Etienne. 6300 Bell Cow back against a Chargers team that is porous against the run. And even with Joey Bosa returning, that doesn't do a lot to help the run stopping. That's just a... <clears throat> Get after the passer, slow the passing game down, maybe force a turnover, create havoc. Not going to stop ETN running the ball. Had to get a little bit of value. We had to go cheap in two places. So uh, I went with I went with James Cook at running back, only forty eight hundred. I I've discussed how I think Buffalo completely dismantles the Dolphins in this game at forty eight hundred. Uh, James Cook has been seeing more and more action as the year has progressed. He's actually topped 12 points in three of his last five games, including uh, 12 against Miami the last time they played on only five carries. My last wide receiver is a $4,100 uh, Isaiah Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins, <laughs> not a glamorous name, however... 14.2 or more points in four of his last five games and had an insanely productive game against Minnesota a couple weeks ago. Eight catches on 12 targets for 89 yards and a touchdown in a 23-point game against the Vikings. Pretty good value for only 4,100. 
Indeed. Gave me the opportunity to really pound away at that Bucks stack. I also uh, came back with the Bucks defense at 2,600. I really, really wanted to play Buffalo's defense, which is only 3,300. And I, I don't know what's up with this, but I can't wrap my head around the fact that the Bills defense is cheaper than the 40. I, can, I guess I can grasp why they're cheaper than the 49ers, but why are they cheaper than the Bengals and Cowboys? Definitely the Cowboys. That doesn't make an ounce of sense to me to keep that thing going. Keeping it going. Uh, so twenty six hundred bucks. D. I wanted the Bills at thirty three hundred, but by plugging in the bucks, I could put in a seventy nine hundred dollar Saquon in the flex. Nice. Which I think is a. I have a lot more confidence in in Saquon in the flex, and I like I said, I I like the bucks D to do some damage. Fifty one hundred for T J Hawkinson at tight end. Uh, Hawkinson, you know, we went back to this Vikings-Giants game from a couple weeks ago, not too long ago. Hawkinson had 13 catches on 16 targets for 109 yards and two scores against the Giants a couple weeks back. It's a 38.9-point game. That was a crazy game. I remember seeing that one. I think I suffered through that one against somebody, in fact. Yeah, it's a disaster. So going top to bottom, Brady... Travis Etienne, James Cook, Saquon is in the flex. Those are the three running backs. Evans, Godwin, Hodgins. Hawkinson is a bring back for the uh, Hodgins and Barkley stack. I didn't play any Cowboys. I wanted to find a way to get CD into the lineup. I couldn't quite make it work. I could have made it work instead of Saquon, but you and I talked about this. I'd rather throw Saquon in than CD. I agree with that call. So we didn't play yep. any. There's no Cowboys in a heavy Bucks lineup. Yeah, I, I had no bring back from Seattle in my 49ers build either, but I just couldn't bring I couldn't bring myself to spend on any of the potential Seattle plays. It's going to be fun too that this is you know, like I'm <laughs> I'm not going to have any idea how I'm doing in this until Monday night. Like yeah, none. That's true. That's true. Hilarious fun. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Ha 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 ha. Check it. Next up, Nick and I uh, built, so this NFL.com playoff challenge is a pretty interesting build. You get to pick a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense. With no salary crap restrictions, pick anybody you want from any of the games and every weekend that you play someone consecutively, they gain a multiplier to their total points. So you want to pick guys that you think are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, it even gives you the options to pick any of the players on bye weeks this week. So if you want to start your multiplier on a Kelsey, Mahomes, etc., you could do so, not get points from this week, but you'll already be up to times two on their points next week and then times four, et cetera, or whatever the multiplier goes up exactly week by week. So it does go to multiplier times two in the division round, then times four in the conference championships and times eight in the Super Bowl. Not one, two, three, four, but one, two, four, eight. Nice. Yep. So it creates a lot of options in terms of the ways you build it. Like, do you gamble on... Because that's the thing, is if you believe one of those two bi-week teams is Super Bowl-bound, 
in order to get their times eight multiplier, you need to play them on the bye week this week. Which is fascinating. I didn't actually take either of those teams in the way I built mine. So uh, did we, you did you go with either of those teams in your build? We have to correct ourselves here. I'm I'm scrolling through the rules, which it, this is there's way way too much verbiage here. This there's too many words that, that this could have been explained in a much more succinct manner. But the multiplier is in fact two three four, not two four eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, see that makes me not as likely to get zero points from a bye week team this week rather than just like go like if I thought the Chiefs were gonna go to the Super Bowl, I would still take a different uh set of players this week that I just think are gonna do well, and then next week I would sub in my Kelsey, Mahomes. There's one very important pieces, thing to bring Pacheco, up. whatever piece I'd want to do. There's a very important thing to bring up that we did not cover i don't think maybe you, you mentioned this and i was reading the rules too thoroughly um you are you do edit your lineup every week this is not a yes. build it set it and forget it this is a a adjustable new lineup every single week yeah with the multipliers carrying on based on guys that you continue to use yeah so that way you know if you do swing and miss on one or two super bowl teams you can keep playing along um Obviously, you're going to have a much stronger likelihood of winning if you've been getting multipliers on guys that go to the Super Bowl. But, you know, it, it is interesting the way it, that it plays. You don't have to strictly target teams that you think are Super Bowl bound. You could, you know, especially in this early phase, this week one, you can sit on a bye week guy or you can just play someone to fill a spot until next week and then go after that guy. So I think you went heavy. I think you if you loaded up two teams. I had two teams. Yeah, I I went 49ers Bengals. I uh, I did not do that. And I am inclined to think that your strategy is better. But I didn't do it. So I uh I almost traded from it at one or two spots, but I really wanted to discipline myself into I like so we'll be able to compare these results as it goes on too, which is fun. It's an interesting caveat when the fact that you have the ability to play guys in your lineup that are not playing this week yes, for the multiplier is fascinating. It really is. Yeah. Did you do it with any? Yeah. Nice. Cool. I'm hope, I, I'm excited to see. Uh, Kelsey? Yes. <laughs> I knew you were going to. I knew you were going to. I tipped my hat earlier. No, I I would have guessed Kelsey anyway just because, you know, we, we've discussed that he is so interesting compared to every other position because he is a one of one. He is... Everyone else has another player or two or three on the same tier as them, except for Kelsey, who is just the best tight end. It's fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. But, uh, yeah, how do, do we want to go back and forth on this one, or do we want to just Let's reveal go back our and forth. All right. Uh, who'd you take at quarterback? Josh Allen. Nice. Fuck yeah. Josh Allen. 55% started. I like they give you percentages. I did, too. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Uh, 55% started. Um, I like the notion of this becoming a potential four times multiplier in the Super Bowl. I think they just blow the fucking doors off the Miami Dolphins. Um, I, I, I could have been talked into something else, but I went safe and what I think is the most consistent option for a potential four times guy at the quarterback position. Nice. Hell yeah. Mine is I want Joe Burrow. And obviously this is the more dangerous, like doing a Bengals 49ers one, it's actually the more dangerous quarterback to pick of the two because I think the 49ers have a safer path to the Super Bowl than the Bengals. Well, it's... Who will have to deal with both Josh Allen and Mahomes if they want to get there. It's upside versus predictability. Yeah. 
So I can get behind your thought process. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it was a tough call. I actually, I almost went Purdy on this bill just because I thought it was the safest path to the Super Bowl out of basically any quarterback in the playoffs currently. Um, but I went Burrow instead, and I'm pretty happy I did because just also the stacks I can get in his weapon core are just so much hotter than the ones that I pres- minus uh, Kittle are presented with Purdy. I don't love the receiving core in, for, in, San, in San Francisco. No. I still don't want any piece of any of them. C-Max is sexy. Kittle is sexy. I don't want any of the rest. I feel comfortable knowing how you put your lineup together, that we both have Christian McCaffrey at running back. Correct. Yep. Big Mons, facts. 81% owned for all the right reasons and all the right reasons that you previously mentioned in terms of path to the Super Bowl. My next running back is only 5% started, which, I mean, if there's anything you learn from this, it's that. Guys like us that are putting together lineups are are really hammering away at the multiplier, right? Because Saquon is only five percent owned. Yeah, which makes sense yeah. because the odds of the Giants getting to the Super Bowl are astronomical. Sure. But I'll concede in this department. I I think there's room for concessions here, especially like the first week is the time to do it because like. You can bounce off a of Saquon next week if you want to, and then go to one of the like one of the bye week guys instead, or something to that like, or someone that you feel is more securely Super Bowl bound. I think I would play that. him again next week. You think you'd play him again next yeah, week? Yeah, at, at double. If, yeah, we got a whole week to figure this out. But Fair I, enough. My early thought process is, is go that double I, is that there, and then just find a running back that you think you'll get for two more weeks to get times two after that. I think so. Because when it comes to, like, I don't like the other ones outside of C-Mac, right? I'm not going to play anybody from Buffalo until I have to. But, like, there's not a lot of appeal to a, like, what's what's exciting about a four times Devin Singletary? Like, I don't give a shit about that. I'd rather have a double Barkley yeah, than fair. a four Singletary, right? Yeah. And, I mean, as, as hot as McKinnon has been the past month or so, like, nothing about McKinnon putting up a two-point game fantasy-wise would surprise me. That, yes. I wouldn't be caught off guard by that. Right? Not at all. Yeah. So my second back, I went Joe Mixon. Again, uh, you know, sticking sticking to – I like that we have two approaches going on right now. I'm I'm all in on this 49ers-Bengals Super Bowl. If I'm doing that, it's got to be Joe Mixon. He's a feature back. He's a bell cow back. And obviously is he's a bit of a boomer bust one as far as, like, being amongst the top tier of running backs in fantasy, he's pretty volatile in terms of return. I'm pretty. I, God, I'm pretty inclined to think that you are taking the right approach here, but I'm straying a little bit. At least now, I think I'll probably commit next week to a couple different teams. Uh, my first wide receiver. Is, this is easy. It's Stefan Diggs. That's got to go with my Josh Allen at quarterback. Sixty-two percent owned. Yeah, he's one of the best it's three receivers in football. That you know that makes sense. Smart play. Uh, I got Jamar Chase. Same same reason. Yeah. Stacking with my quarterback, one of the best receivers in football. Do you also have Higgins? I do. Yeah. yeah okay. I, w- I want Chase and Higgins. All in on this Bengals offense. I have... I feel like I'm going to look back at this in a couple weeks and just think about how poorly I did this. But I've got uh, 1% Chris Godwin. Ooh. I like the notion of the Bucks escaping the NFC. I'm putting myself in a position where he's the only one I have in my lineup. But 
I don't want to commit to them either, I suppose. It's good toes in the water early that you yeah. can just bail on next week if you have to. Nice. Um, yeah, so then I went Higgins. So I uh, get to tight end. I hit George Kittle. Best tight end in that Super Bowl matchup if I'm dedicating to that. So give me Kittle now and try to ride through the weeks. And this get is where I... times four Kittle by the end. This is where I took Kelsey, right? I, th- I think Kittle and Kelsey are the only... Would you even entertain the notion of playing anybody else? No. I don't. I no. I feel like you'd be nuts, right? I mean, I, I agree. I suppose. I don't think there's any other option. No, I, really, I I agree completely. So I'm biting the bullet. I'm taking a I'm taking a zero here with the. If you were all in with the, the, the Bills were going to the Super Bowl, maybe Dawson Knox. I d- uh, but even that, like, I would have a tough time dedicating to be like, I'm riding with Dawson Knox for the next month straight. Here we go. That sounds horrifying. Robbie Gould, 49ers. Oh, same. kicker. Same. And I got to assume you got the 49ers D, right? Yeah. Well, I've got Buffaloes. Nice. So my, my Bills are Allen Diggs, defense. My Niners are McCaffrey and Gould. And then I've got one Giant, one Buck, one Chief, Saquon, Godwin, Kelsey. And I don't – this is my first time doing something like this in my head. I feel like I'm doing it wrong. But – I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's not unheard of to see a team get to the Super Bowl and just put up a a, a, a a doozer on offense, right? I mean, think about how ecstatic you would have been if you had done something like this a couple years ago and just pounded away at the Chiefs, and then they didn't do shit on offense in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. Like, yeah. that's, that's not out of the, the realm of possibility. So Completely accurate. Time will tell how, how this plays out and what the right approach was, but... Yeah, I'm excited to play along. I, th- I just thought I, I remember thinking this build was unique and interesting, so I wanted to talk about it a bit because it was just a fun little exercise. And uh, yeah, if you want to play along, it's on NFL.com and it's free. Uh, blast us on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know how you do in it if you play along. Blast us. Blast off. You know, hit us up on Twitter though. Tell us what. Tell us what's uh, what you build. We want to hear from you. Is there a prize? What do you win? I, I forget. I, I think that there's a prize. It's like a sponsored prize. So it's probably it's probably like a hundred thousand dollar cash or something like that. <laughs> not not a big check. Cash. I, I don't know what the prize is to be honest. This will be fun. I'm excited to see how this plays out. All right. Now it's time. We're gonna reveal our playoff brackets, start to finish. How we think this playoff shakes out. See if neither of us uh, have, if either of us have some Nostradamus in us. A little prediction. Are you ready for it? There's going to. Well, yeah, let's go ahead. Did you have a caveat or an addendum or anything there? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Solid. Do you have anything to add to this? No. No? All right. Sweet. Thank you. All right, let's just walk game by game. They don't call him the best color man in baseball for nothing, Monty. <laughs> let's just walk game by game through the first round. So the AFC or NFC? Start AFC. Let's go Let's go conference by conf. No, let's go round by round. Round by round, I think. Okay. Bengals, Ravens. We don't need to get too 
bonkers with this. Like we've we've done some pretty yeah. We don't need to analysis. analyze many of these. We're just we're we're just talking about our picks here. If you have anything additional that you feel you haven't said about the teams, go for it. But otherwise, we'll just kind of bounce through our picks. I think we. I assume we both have Cincinnati here. Yes, indeedy. Comfortably. Uh, Buffalo, Miami. Well, that Buffalo, yeah, walk off. All the reasons we've said already. Um, are you with me on the Jags? I've, I've got Jags over LA. I am not. You're not. You've got LA. Yes, I am on the Chargers. Okay, right on, right on. All right, and then the NFC first round. Uh, I assume we both have San Francisco. We certainly both have San Francisco. I assume we both have Tampa, right? Which I was a bit more surprised to learn. Yeah, we, yeah we, there's no Cowboys love on this show. No, well, not, yeah, the, both of us do not like the Cowboys. We've actually general, verbally so. dismantled the Cowboys for this most of this episode. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah, most of well, you know, Philly's on a bye week. We have to roast somebody, and we roasted Minnesota with the rest of the time. So you know, if you Minnesota, Dallas, we don't believe in you. So I assume, do you have the G men? I do have the G-Man. Good, me too. Yep. So this is all right. I feel like the most likely dog to lose out of your your three-dog parlay is probably the Giants. And I also feel like out of those three teams that you put in your three-dog parlay, they're going to be the most bet on. Yeah, I, I agree with you on I both I think fronts. they're going to get way more attention from the betting public than Jacksonville or Tampa Bay. And... As much as I hate to say it, I, th- I think this is the least predictable game of the week, right? Like, I think that the Giants win, but if I'm talking to you on Monday and I'm all in a mess and my, my, my feelings are in my socks, it's going to be because the Giants lost by, like, 21 points. And you're like, what the fuck happened? And I'm like, dude, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. Yeah, no, Any this is definitely one of those anything's possible games where, like, uh, you can tell me either team wins by two-plus scores. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, it makes sense. You could tell me that it was a lucky play in overtime that someone yeah. wins on. I'll be like, yeah, it makes sense. I think, the, in all reality, I think the most likely outcome of this game is, like, the exact same thing as what happened on Christmas. I think it ends up being a really, really close game, and Minnesota does some weird Minnesota shit and wins at the end of the game. And in a, in a game, they're probably not supposed to win. Yeah, that, that holds up. That's This is the game that you look at the box score next week and you're like, how did this fucking team win again? How did that fucking happen? That's what I, but yeah. But that that, that being said, I, I, even though what I just said contradicts what I'm doing here, I'm taking the Giants anyway. Fuck yeah. There you go. Attaboy. Have some heart. Have man. some heart. Have some heart out there. That's right. AFC, second round. We've got Buffalo Cincy. Well... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because KC gets Jacksonville or LA. Correct. Yeah. So first round, we both have Buffalo versus Cincy. Who do you got winning that? I would love to take the Bengals here. I think that it's foolish to me that people aren't willing to put the Bengals in the same category as the Chiefs and the Bills. I think everyone presumes that the only two teams that can come out of the East, I'm sorry, the East, the fuck, what league is this, that can come out of the AFC are the Chiefs and the Bills. And I think the Bengals are like, I think they're 1C in that conversation. I think most people would do like a 1A, 1B, and then the Bengals kind of being their own two. I would put them as 1C. I agree with you on this take. And the Bengals... They went on the road to win two hard games last year to get to the Super Bowl. 
there's no reason that they don't have the ability to do it again. But it's going to be hard for me to see them going into Buffalo, winning that game on the road in a team that I still think is going to be very emotionally charged up. I don't know. It's it's such a hard thing to quantify, but I think Buffalo is, is going to be playing with a lot of heart. It is difficult to quantify those things for sure, but I think that's a fair feeling you have there. I took Cincy in this game. I, I Listen, I, I, I like it. I don't think it's outlandish. Um, I... I if I was to really try to rate the two teams top to bottom, I think I would nearly come out saying that Buffalo is the better of the two teams. But Burrow and this squad in the back half of the season feel in every way like an elite football team. They've passed the eyeball test. Basically, they had some early stumbling the first handful of weeks there. That was like two and two or whatever. I mean, it wasn't even like terrible. It was just like a couple L's early, more or less. And since then, have looked every bit the juggernaut that one should look in order to be able to take down a team as talented as Buffalo. Um, I could see Joe Burrow coming in with a last drive beating Buffalo. Tight game. There's a lot of swagger on this team. A lot of fucking swagger. And uh, if there's one thing I like, it's swagger. Joe Cool, man. It's a nickname that is well-deserved. This guy, he's fucking cool as a cucumber under pressure. He's not rattled by the moment, no matter how big the moment. I, 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 I like this football team. I have a hard time picking against him. The problem here is that if there's two things I like, it's swagger and buffalo wings. Ooh. So... Not that I don't like swagger, but fuck, I like Buffalo Wings. So we're going to go with the Bills based on that rock-solid rationale. That I mean, that's a perfect way to pick. It's impossible you know? to argue what I just said. I, I would never try to argue that. Absolutely. Why would I bother trying <laughs> to argue that? So now I've got KC versus Jacksonville. You've got KC versus LA. I'm assuming we both have KC advancing from this game. We do both have KC advancing in this game. However, I, I want to put something on your radar just because I stumbled across this um, as I was I was living in the, the Twitter sphere doing some playoff analysis because Twitter is the best place to go for hardcore playoff analysis. But this comes to you uh, courtesy of Bill Barnwell. And this is insane, but this would have been the uh, the last game that Kansas City played the Chargers with Derwin James on the field. Derwin James, all pro safety for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. In 26 snaps, Travis Kelsey had one catch for 14 yards. After Derwin James got hurt, in the next 41 snaps, Travis Kelsey had nine catches for 177 yards and two touchdowns. Damn. So he has the ability to at least take Kelsey out of the game to some extent. I'm not willing to say he can do it for an entire game, but I mean, there's, I don't think those numbers are fluky. Like, I don't think that the 26 snaps when he was on the field, I don't think the Chiefs didn't want to throw to Travis Kelsey. I think he was effectively shutting him down. Tracks. Yeah, and it was, you know, again, 26 plays is a whole different story than a whole game worth, but it is an interesting story that tells. Can I can I backtrack a little bit and, and add something to what we were talking about in the Giants fight? I would love game? you to, yeah. Because it perfectly fits what we what I was just saying in terms of the James Kelsey scenario is the Giants pretty effectively while they did get smoked by TJ Hawkinson until 
about 10 minutes left in the game, they had basically taken Justin Jefferson out of that game. Now, he finished with over 100 yards, and he had a hell of a fourth quarter. But this was without Odori Jackson on the field, who is an all-pro cornerback that is back for this game. Interesting to note as Not well, Not sure how I forgot to bring this up earlier. But once I started talking about the Derwin James thing, I... Uh, it all comes full circle. A little spark. A light it all bulb. comes full it was circle, a light mate. Bulb in my head. Blink, blink. Light bulbs. Into the NFC we go. Uh, our, we both have the same matchups here, right? So we we have uh, Philly versus New York, and we have San Francisco versus Tampa Bay. I can't take the Giants over Philly, but I would presume that this is going to be more than a touchdown spread, and I would take the Giants with the points. I would respect taking the Giants with the points. But I can't, I can't do that. No, I, I too, picked Philly. Um, same thing here. I, I could see the G-Men covering against a big spread, but I, I can't pick New York to take Philly out. I'm also going to take San Fran, but this would be, to this point in the playoff schedule, this would be the game that I'd be most excited to watch. This uh, Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy matchup would be very enticing to me. I, too, would be excited to watch this matchup, and I'd, I, I'm i taking San Francisco here as well. I, I do believe San Francisco is a tier above every team in the NFC. So I, I just couldn't pick against him. It was easy pick for me there. So you then have San Fran beating Philly. I do. So do I. Nice. So we've got. I've been some- touting the 49ers to win the Super Bowl for about you have, ten weeks yeah, on this show. Uh, well, the same week, in fact, that I uh, called Jacksonville make the playoffs, you called San Fran to win the NFC. That was our midseason. Midseason hot takes. And hot they have been thus far. Some, some were hot. Well, the hot ones were hot. That's right. The other ones were more cold. The, the other ones were the ones that were not hot were generally cold. Generally, but that's, you know, that's how things go. That's the way she blows Yar. And into the AFC Championship. Bengals-Chiefs rematch of last year's playoffs. So, uh, well. For you, that's what yeah, you For have. me. Yeah. And uh, I took KC. Um, as much as I was touting my love for Joe Cool in Cincinnati, and I know Joe Burrow has been, kind of has had KC's number in his career so far. Big time. Um. Things like that feel like they bounce the other way eventually. And uh, this feels like a Kansas City win to me. This feels, this whole season has felt like a Chiefs Super Bowl year to me, and I'm still standing by that. I've, I, it feels like Mahomes due for another one. He's been on form as fuck all year. Their defense has been better than the past couple years, while still admittedly not great. Can we incorporate a segment in, in something, whether it be NFL next year or a, a different sport this coming spring or summer that we call on point as fuck. Yeah, we can. Or on form. You say on form? I think I did say on form. In form? On form? Yeah. On point? I, I don't bu- care what it is. I like it. Yep. This is in um, form as fuck. Yep. <laughs> Sponsored by anyone that wants to sponsor us. Come holler at us. We're here. Simple yet effective. Anybody. S- anybody. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would th- if you were going to, okay, like a company that I think would be good to sponsor us for in form as fuck would be Dr. Scholl's. Ooh, that's a good one. I was picturing MeUndies. Oh, that's interesting because my next one was Depends. <laughs> I also thought that adult... Adult diapers are in form oh, as God, fuck? I didn't want to call them diapers. I think there's a more 
PC word for it. <laughs> well, I don't know it. So if anyone does, shout us out on Twitter. Let us know. But yeah, I uh, I took KC. Uh, what do you What do you have going on in your battle of KC versus Buffalo? I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Bills in an, a neutral field game. This game will be played in Atlanta. Should oh, yeah. the Bills and Kansas City Chiefs end up playing in the AFC Championship rematch of last year? No, rematch of last year's divisional round. Pardon me. Uh, one of the most exciting football games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that is such a true story. Substantially more exciting than the NCAA championship this year. Yep. yep. Holy fuck. Ooh. Uh, for the record, uh, incontinence is the term for adult diapers. I thought that was the term for the symptoms that lead to needing adult diapers. Like... I've I've got some incontinence. I can't hold my bowels. Well, they're like like in, incontinence adult. But I'm 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 trying to like picture what the sign says at the grocery store. Ah, that's what it says. It doesn't say adult diapers. That's a good point. However, you can. It does say diapers, where you buy the same product in substantially smaller sizes. It does. Yeah. 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 Same product, much smaller size. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I mean, it makes sense. They're basically the same thing as like grapes becoming prunes. They're the same thing, but they're no, just they have a different name because no, they've just been ra- around for a while. But no, it's really what it is. Is it's really raisins becoming grapes somehow? Wait, that seems backwards. I, yeah, that's, that's what's happening. Nice. Yeah, it's like, backwards. You start your life out. It's like pissing and shitting yourself. It's like, it's like go becoming a loaf. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's a, you start your life pissing and shitting yourself. The circle of life is fascinating, and then you forget. don't for a long time, and then you reach a point where again you're pissing and shitting yourself. Right. Yeah. Full circle. Full circle. Yep, that's how she goes. Is there any food that can turn into something and then revert back to what it was? Apparently one can, like, rehydrate jerkies, like, like uh, of different animal varieties. I, th- uh, this sound, I, I learned this on Cutthroat Kitchen the other night. I also feel like basically any food you can take to outer space fits this description. All outer space foods yeah. can become something else and then become again what they were. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Science. Oh. Ooh. No, there's a really, really easy one that we haven't talked about yet. Eggs? Ice cream. Oh. Eggs? You can't unfucking cook an egg. <laughs> it was a bad guess, man. I don't know what I was going for. Eggs. <laughs> Bills over Casey. Neutral field. All right. Nice. So so we both have a different Super Bowl. Eggs. Eggs. Eggs, man. Um, so I've got a Kansas City San Fran Super Bowl. This reminds me of this diner that I go to a couple times for breakfast when I'm insanely hungover. That for like no reason whatsoever, the menu has like random words that are in all capital letters and have like numerous exclamation points. Fuck yeah. Like there's like a section of skillets where you can Ooh. order like a variety of breakfast skillets. And then below that, it says no substitutions with like four exclamation points. And I just envision like some version of the soup Nazi that like came up with this menu. And he was like, no substitutions. It's <laughs> no like screaming at people you. that you can't. Do. And yeah. the uh, subsequent section of the menu that is eggs has eggs in the word, all capital letters with like another four exclamation points. And then below it, like the only options are like one egg, two egg, three eggs, four eggs, eggs, eggs. I got these eggs. You want them? Apparently, eggs are a high commodity these days. Eggs. Eggs. All right. Bills, Niners for me. Chiefs, Niners for you. 
I'm taking the Chiefs guy. I'm a Chiefs guy. I'm taking the Chiefs. It's tough to like really get behind Brock Purdy that much. Yeah, no, I can get behind Brock Purdy surviving can you get this Brock, NFC. Can you get behind Brock Purdy to beat Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes in a row? That's a th- fuck, man. Yeah, man. It'd be That's a, a tall order. Tall order. Last it's pick a tall the, order from of last eggs. pick in the draft. Like, from last pick in the draft to that, it would be pretty fucking insane. And not to mention, you know, Mahomes is coming off a stretch where he has to will, will have to beat Burrow and Allen in a row. So they're both coming off a couple steep ones, but you know one is an MVP. Well, whichever one of those champion. you're going to say this, you're going to say that 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 Burrow would have had to beat Mahomes and Allen. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, right. It's a it fucking all, mess. No matter it all mess. Yeah. In the end, yeah, I've got Allen beating Burrow and Mahomes. It's a, it's I'm a going triangle with, of disaster. I'm going with what I think is the best quarterback in the world, and that's Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to go. Feels like a. KC Super Bowl year uh, to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna contradict myself a little bit here. As much as I as I like this 49ers team, I don't have the gumption to see Brock Purdy taking out those three quarterbacks in a row. And I'm gonna go Bills over 49ers in a game that San Fran is winning by 10 at halftime. Wow, big comeback, Bills. Nice. So the Bills finally get over the hump and win a Super Bowl as a franchise. Everybody is going to be circling wagons. Circling wagons everywhere. And jumping through fucking tables. Everywhere. So much fucking broken tables. Hell, I might go through a table. Seems like fun. We could jump through the fucking table we're recording on right now. We could could blast through this table if we wanted to. (laughs) We could do it. We we won't at the moment. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, hey. The Bills win a Super Bowl. I'll go through a table. On yeah, I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a Super Bowl party here, and if the Bills are in it, this table's going to be in the backyard. Fuck yeah. And we'll see what happens after the game. We'll see what happens. Well, folks, you've seen what happens when Nick and I turn on a hot mic and just run loose for a while, <laughs> at least to an hour and a half of fucking nonsense with some gambling picks scattered through the middle. It's a fun episode, man. It was a fun episode. It's fun times. Playoffs, man. Exciting. Stuff. NFL playoffs. I am fucking jazzed. We appreciate you listening out there in the universe. Give do you want to shout things. out anything? I want to shout out all the good fun media products out here. Every hey. Wednesday, we do our Morons of the Multiverse getting down to business, dropping Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom content. Every Thursday, we've got After the Laugh Track, dropping sitcom fandomonium, talking about our favorite binge-worthy shows. Of course, we do this thing here every Friday as we're shifting into NFL playoffs and the end of football season looming. We will be starting to pivot into other sports as the uh, winter dives on. We've got NBA stuff around the corner, college hoops, I'm sure. going to talk some puck. I'm going to get more into hockey and learn about some, some puck lines and whatnot. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll find out what Fridays become around here. Stay tuned, like, follow, subscribe, five stars, and uh, check out what Big Nick over there has been doing on our Twitter page recently, blasting out some tweets, sometimes some fun stats, sometimes some hilarious nonsense. You never know what you're going to get out on Twitter, but at D2B2Sports on Twitter, check it out. I would, can we, I would like to put together some type of a contest where people can gauge how many beers I've drank by what I'm tweeting. Ooh, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, it's a... There are times that you read something and you're like, this is a 14-beer tweet because this is fucking nonsense. Yep. Yeah, we well, 
you'll have to start tracking your beers by time of day for this to really work, but I'm down. If you're down to keep record. That can be deceptive as well. There's definitely some Sundays where you might see me tweet something at 3.30 in the afternoon and not realize that it's been 10 beers already. Yep. Yeah. No, we'll have to, you know, you'll have to keep a log for honest, for transparency's sake. And, uh, well, yeah. We do believe in transparency. Tweet back at D2B2 Sports uh, when you see us tweet out. And guess how many beers Nick drank before he made a tweet? The beers that I'm drinking, more opaque than transparent. Can't completely right. see through them. Sort of see through them. <laughs> if you had to look at something through a beer. That makes sense. None. Yeah, none. None at all. No, it made perfect sense. Okay. Peace out, y'all. Thanks Fuck the for checking out D2B2 Sports. Fuck the Vikings. Game. Game on. Playoffs. Fuck the Packers. The Lions did it, baby. That's just like a Super Bowl for us. Ice cream. Oh. Eggs? You can't unfucking cook an egg. <laughs> it was a bad guess, man. I don't know what I was going for. Eggs. <laughs>